Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Be Healed Web Show. I am your host, Camille R. Perry, and I'm so excited that you joined us on tonight. Have an awesome guest that will be joining us momentarily. Um, and I just want to again wish you all well. Happy Tuesday. This is June 14th. Um, we are just blowing through these weeks and months, I tell you. I'm very mindful. So just take a pause for a second and be grateful for this brand new day that we're almost at the close of um, and then look forward to the days ahead. And so I'm excited to have you on tonight and I'm getting ready to introduce my guest on tonight. Um, have the pleasure of meeting Dr. Um, Alexander Sterling as uh, we work together at Mount San Jacinto College. And uh, when I first met him, I was just like, this light-skinned brother just, you know, he all like blackity black, blackity black this, and like he, you know, ruffling feathers, like, you know, I'm so used to like, no, speak to King's English, don't be giving all these isms and schisms, you know, but I had, those are things I had to overcome, right? And so, but then he's brilliant, he opens his mouth and he's just, he drops all kind of knowledge. And so um, someone asked me about him and I said, he's like, if Cornell West and Kendrick Lamar had a baby, that's Dr. A.K. Sterling. I'm proud to call him my big brother. In fact, I've been knowing him for, I know you're here and I'm so excited to have you. Um, he's in the chat, uh, but he's he's in the, the green room. I'm gonna bring him in. But one of the things um, I can say about him, not only is he a son, he's a father, um, he's an awesome professor, um, counselor, um, uh, activist, loves the Lord with all his heart, raising two phenomenal uh, young uh, young children, little boy and little girl, just awesome, awesome people. And so you're in for a treat. You're in to not only hear who he is, more about him, but his story. And his title today is God Kept Me. And I am looking forward to hearing how he shares. Because, you know, I love, you know, I love when men get on here and start sharing. You know, it don't have to always be the Power of Vulnerability series for these men to share. And he's here. And so let's welcome him. If you're in the chat, go ahead and put some hearts up. If you're watching on Facebook, share this. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe. And let's welcome my brother and friend, Dr. Alexander Sterling. Looking all what up, what up, what up? Looking what all up? thugged out. Looking all thugged out. Well, we know that's not the case. We know listen, that. <laughs> listen, I, I thought it was over for me. I, I was bald and I had braids in 20 years, uh, but it's not over. It's God, God said it's not over till it's over. Come on, Samson, you got your hair back. Come on, let's get it. So, um, welcome to Be Hill Web Show. Thank you for tuning. Thank you for being a guest on tonight. Um, you yeah. share, you what, what is mm -hmm. this? Like, what is this? This ain't Zoom. It's something different. This no, it's not. It's not Zoom because if it was Zoom, you would be dialing in and echoes everywhere. So no, it's this not is, Zoom. This is fancy. It's restreamed. I'm glad you're able to enjoy it. You know, you'll be able to see the chats um, as people comment. Um, you'll be able to see that come up and where they're where they're coming from. And so it's it's going to be awesome. So um, I would love for you to tell the the listeners a little bit about yourself. You know, I've already did my introduction of you. But how would you like them to know you? Yeah, that's super kind. That's super kind of you and wild for you to say. <laughs> Cornel West and uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, yeah, so uh, shoot, let's see. You know, it's it's a the origin story for me has a bunch of different divergent points, but I figure I don't know. You can steer me where you want, but I, I start with the school. What up, Vanita? Uh, I started with my educational journey. Uh, it started in uh, elementary school. I was in special ed. Uh, I was in special ed. Now I think about it, it's probably like some systemic racism, but I uh, mm -hmm. also had some behavior problems. So I got held back in the second grade okay. for fighting. And then, check this out, in this, what was it? 
in the fifth grade, they put me in fifth grade before lunch and then sixth grade after lunch. Mm-hmm. And the next year I went to seventh grade, so I was caught back up. Okay. Uh, but anyways, I got expelled like four times from seventh grade to 11th grade for fighting and, you know, things. And then, let's see, then I was on probation when I was like 16. So from like 16 to 18, I was on probation. So I chilled out a little bit, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I chilled out. And I went to continuation school where my teachers really kind of poured into me. Okay. And it was crazy because a lot of the, you know, all the students there were on probation. So they didn't, it was an adult education school and they, you know, they gave us packets and was like, go, go do this packet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Pardeep, this little 15 year old Indian boy. He used to do all my math packets. You know, he, he probably worked at Tesla right now, but uh, shout out to Pardeep. Anyways. Uh, so, so I, I barely graduated right in the nineties from, from high school, from continuation school. And the crazy part was I was the valedictorian. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was a low bar, but you know what I'm like, saying? You had the best packets because RD could help you. I mean, I don't even think there was anybody else who wanted to do it. So I was a valedictorian and I spoke, right? And what mm-hmm. I said uh, in 1999 when I graduated was mm-hmm. that uh, success wasn't a place or something that you could have, right? A possession. Mm-hmm. It was a series of goals that you set and accomplished that gave you momentum mm-hmm. to accomplish greater goals. That's you know good. I, said, mm-hmm. I said, I was, yeah. And, and uh, I was deep back then. So what happened was, I was like, bet, I'm gonna go to community college now because that seemed like the right thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, trying to get back on probation. So I started community college in 1999. And, uh, I still wasn't a good student, right? Because it, elementary school made me not want to do school. Okay. And then so, ele- so middle school and high school girls and nerds were doing my homework. And then, and then, uh, bless their heart. Uh, and then, I mean, now we got Google, right? Like if I'd have had Google, I wouldn't even have to cheat. But- uh, That's still so, cheap, so, just so we're clear. Is it? Okay. I've, I've heard it both ways. So. The, my relationship with education had always been either like, so we talk about deficit mindset now. Okay. And you know, I still struggle with that with a whole PhD, you know, almost 10 years into teaching. Right. So my relationship with education early on was kind of warped and it wasn't like a comfortable feeling. So by the time I got to college, I had an English teacher, the same class I teach. Mm-hmm. They, they, they let me write about whatever. I think I wrote four papers about my girlfriend. It's ridiculous. I would never let my students do that. But but it it unlocked something and it, it made me realize that if I liked what I was writing about, then mm-hmm. I could write. And I didn't have like the anxiety of oh, I can't write right. or I'm not smart or grammar or whatever. And so so I was like, all right, bet this is this is fun, this is cool. And I think I was a business major. I mean, I was, I was a business major, but I didn't like the math. I failed algebra three times. I tell my students all the time. It wasn't until I went to the math lab, mm-hmm. not the math lab, but the math lab. And, and I got all the help I needed, like the legal help, right? It does called tutors. So then tutors helped me and I passed algebra. Anyways, um, so I, 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 now I found myself like interested in education, but I still didn't have the work ethic. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have I didn't have the work ethic when it came to like all you know that I didn't pass algebra at that point. But um early on, because I went to four community colleges. Okay. So the first one was like, oh, I could write. Still not work ethic. And then I went to another one doing prereqs. I was like, oh, this is whatever. Then I took a semester off and it turned into six years. Wow. Right? Life, school, work, life, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when I came back six years later, it was uh, to be an English teacher. I was like, all right, well, what, what? I changed my major and I started doing my prereqs again. So I went to Valley, San Bernardino Valley College, okay. did some prereqs, and then I transferred to RCC. I okay. teach there now. I did some more prereqs, and then I transferred to UCR in 20, 
10. Okay. And then by 2012, I got my, my BA. Then I got into grad school and got my, I got the PhD program. But mm-hmm. by 2014, I got my, my master's. That's awesome. And in 2018, I got my PhD. I mean, that shows and, a lot of discipline if you look at the time frame because, yeah. you know, as you were saying before, you didn't have the work ethic, but clearly something transformed and clicked inside of you. That deficit mindset, as you said, it was once a big struggle. Looks like you found ways to achieve. Well, I, I asked for help. And here's the thing. Here's the difference. I tell my students all the time. The first time I was in school, I was in the back of the class. I was doing other things. When I came back after that hiatus, when I, as soon as I got to UCR, I'm sitting in the front of the class. I'm, I'm raising my hand. I'm talking all the time. I'm asking all the questions. I'm going to office hours. I'm going to office hours when they don't have office hours. I'm all in the professor's faces, right? And and so that helped. And then they were able to plug me. I didn't know how to get into grad school. Like I've never seen young black people where I'm from get PhDs. I knew there was people in DC and there was people you know, I don't know, somewhere they was doing it, but I never saw it. So uh, the church I went to, I started seeing it, right? I started seeing people getting their PhDs, young black folks. And I sat, like I said, I sat in front of the class and my professors told me about fellowships. They told me about books. They told me about, they just put me up on game because I was in their face. So that's, I always say, you got to be able to see yourself somewhere, like imagine it. So when I saw these people in my church, I was like, all right, it's possible. And then when I um when I need you need help. <laughs> so yeah. like my professor sent an email and got me into one of them little fellowships and they taught you how to teach, get into grad school. Like I needed that, I needed that help, right? We call that <laughs> our white brothers and sisters, you know, we call that privilege, you know what I'm saying? Like you need help, right? Right. And then and then then you gotta work hard. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was in, then I was in the class. I'm like, all right, you know, you're reading a million books. But that was my journey, and I've been teaching since 2013. So as soon as you get your, as soon as I got my my master's, they let me start teaching. So almost 10 years been teaching, and uh, it's dope because I get to pick my own books. I mean, we we reading all black stuff, we watching black movies. We, you know, we we talking about all the important things that I want to talk about, and. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the long story of my educational I, arc. Your educational arc, yes, because um, you know your your theme. When I asked you how would you title your life, and you said God kept me, you definitely have shared in the comments have already been coming through of um, my own fifth grade teacher, Carlene Casada. Uh, she's watching. Um, she, you know, she was saying front of the class is where it's at. You know, being present. Um, you mentioned about going to the the math lab and getting tutoring, um, asking for help, becoming your own advocate, as well as having advocates advocate for you in different places. So that's well. But you mentioned that you had like a six year time off. You mentioned, you know, life and different things happen. What has you know, when you look at your journey through your life and someone who's watching who, you know, might see you and wonder, like, wonder what his story is. Um, how how did you get from one place to now PhD Sterling? I know from the educational route, but what about you as a person? Yeah, so 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 I think how to, how to how to edit this. Uh, so let's see. so I mean, my father, my father's a preacher, right? So my father okay. he was a he was a he was a pimp. He was a Black Panther. Well, he was a Black Panther. He was a gangster. He was a pimp. He was a convict. Then he's a preacher. You know what I'm saying? So that whole that whole story, right? Mm-hmm. So my older brothers was gangbanging, and uh, and uh, so that was the thing to do uh, in, in my adolescence. So I saw my dad like during his you know preacher side. So mm-hmm. we was in church every day. Right, we had a smaller storefront church, church every day, doing the sound, doing the the. the you remember them little clear things with the words on them? You put yeah. the thing down, the on the wall. Yeah. yeah. So all of that, we was doing all of that, but same time in the streets, mm-hmm. uh, smoking, drinking at like ten years old, right? 
and throughout my life, right? So it was always like God was always there in like the background of my mind, right? Okay. Uh, shoot, even when I got baptized, my father baptized me. He said he should have held me under longer. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think then I was kind of just hedging my bets. You know, I was like, well, if it's real, then I'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I was just hedging my bets. And it wasn't until, so the word was always there. I always could see it. My mother was a praying woman. She, she'd she be praying in tongues, you know, till the sun come up. She was really there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, good first lady, all that. Then, um, let's see. So there was always streets and in the church at the same time, right? They was always busy. My father trying to work, you know, build this church. My mom working four or five jobs. So it was, you know, we was left to do what we wanted to. And so I think the first time God showed up for me, for me, where it wasn't just like my parents' relationship, I was in 11th grade. I was about to get expelled again. I slapped. I slapped this white boy because he wouldn't give my friend his belt. You know what I'm saying? And I thought that was rude. So I, anyways, so I got expelled for fighting him and I was on probation already. So I was about to go to jail because there was no other school for me to go to. And I think I was like, Lord, please, if you just get me out of this, like I got all the respect of my friends, everything's good, but I'm about to go to jail. So please, Lord, help me. Right. And I'm, I'm going to get my act together. And he delivered me from that. Like that was the first time like he delivered me that I was, you know, the the, the stereotypical please Lord. So so then that's when I go to that continuation school with Park Deep and them, and I'm like all my stuff, right? I learned this this white dude named Chris teaches me about computers and graphic design. Okay. Uh George, uh Kimala and Steve, like these these teachers like really was good to me. And uh, and I got my act. I wasn't acting up no more after that. So educationally, I stopped acting a fool. At that point, right? Then, then I then I took a Black History class, Mr. Freeman, and this is Sac City. This is the second community college I went to. And Mr. Freeman was one of the teachers you could just take and pass his class. You you didn't have to do nothing really. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, that's the kind of teacher my students think I am. Until you make them write all those papers. <laughs> yeah, and then so so that's when I started reading about Black history. Like I knew, like my father and they, you know, I, we knew some, we knew some stuff, right? We knew the FBI was dirty. We knew, we knew things, right? But again, like like church, it wasn't like my my. Right. It wasn't me. So second conversion starts when I take his class and I'm doing my notes. And I get really mad about what I'm reading. And so I, and I start writing a poem called Reparations. You know what I'm saying? And and then he makes me read it to the class. And then some girl asked me to go to a poetry spot. And that's when I start writing poems. You know what I'm saying? I start writing poems because I realized that I can take history and black history and put it in to, you know, a quick little five minute poem, right? Okay. So, so that's so then I'm like, all right, so I'm still like a criminal, but this time I wouldn't hurt black people. At this at this point, I was like, I had this warped sense of morality. Okay. So so everything I did dirty was not to us. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was mm-hmm. called reparations in my mind. So uh so I stopped, I stopped messing around in school, then I stopped messing with my people, right? We just when you get woke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started doing that, you know what I'm saying, for, for some years. And then during that hiatus, I got into some old trouble. Mm-hmm. And since I don't have tenure yet, I'm just going to sugarcoat that part. And that was another part where I'm like, I'm not going to do nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because God really delivered me from something real tough, you know, something real tough. And, uh, and that's, that's, you know, so there was a few, like, conversions and in that six years is when I got my own personal relationship with God. I finally got to read the Bible for myself. It's like a little blue Gideon Bible, you know, the ones they put in jail in the hotels. Yeah. I finally got to read that and I let <laughs> so who knows which place. But I finally got to read the whole Gideon Bible. And uh 
and, and really, you know, really just realized what God had been doing for me my whole life and how I did not repay that with kindness and kept putting him through it. Right. And mm-hmm. so every time I really, really, well, so when I say he kept me, like he kept me from like guns in my face, mm-hmm. like prison. he kept me from all type of like, he got me through grad school. So when I'm in grad school, I'm stressed about grad school. No, he been already kept me from, from, from prison, from guns and all kind of like yeah. poor decisions. Like he been kept me. So that's when I was like 24 years old when I really got that personal relationship. And I'm 40 now. So yeah, that's that's so that it was slowly that you know what I'm saying. It was that, and then I was 25. That's when I was like, all right, let me go back to school and figure out this this PhD thing. You know, I I like how you <laughs> I like how you filtered, but as well as sharing candidly and understanding, um, you said a couple things I want to hit on. Um, the first time when you realized it wasn't like a parental relationship dependent, you were in 11th grade and you asked God, for, you prayed and asked God to help you, and He He did just that. And then as you mentioned that, you know, in the beginning you said He's always been in the background right and it kind of makes me think of that old song where um james morgan said said he was there all the time waiting patiently in line he was there like you know god has never left us he's never moved he's still been in the same place you know he's waiting on us to receive and to open up and to have a relationship with him then you mentioned through all the danger seen and unseen everything that you had going on here at 24 you have time now to read and study and develop relationship with God for yourself. So in your reading, quick question, out of all the different individuals of the Bible, who do you see that your life paralleled where you were reading, you were like, oh, I get that. Oh, I understand that. That's been me. Because just want to see if you find yourself in any of those um Part, any of those um, people in the word. So that's a, that's a good question because um, <laughs> as I've grown, I've identified with different people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, first when you first said that, I was like, oh well, shoot, Paul for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like great apostle Paul for sure. You know what I mean? Like he did some dirt, and then now he like worked extra hard for the for the Lord. And then mm-hmm. I was thinking, nah, nah, Peter, Peter and them because. As soon as they got the Holy Ghost, they was talking wow, they was talking a lot. And people were like, hold up now. These dudes are unlearned regular cats. Like these this must be God, because these these folks never went to seminary, right? Like when I first started teaching, they was like, he don't even sound like an English professor. He don't even talk like an English professor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, it's speak. Second of all, it's how this is how I want to speak, because I'm comfortable. Anyways, uh, so I was thinking, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, Peter, because because he screwed up too, and then came back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have to say, I would have to say Hosea's wife, Gomer. I would say, okay. I say Hosea's wife, yeah, because Hosea, man, he was a prophet, right? You know, mm-hmm. God's giving out all these assignments to the prophets, right? He's like, yeah, take this belt, get it dirty, wash it off, tell my people that's what I'm gonna do with them. You know, mm-hmm. he, he tell these prophets to do all kind of things. But with Hosea, he was like, yeah, go get your wife who's out there selling her body in the streets. Your, your wife is for the streets. Go get her back and love her. Cause I know she's nasty and she's been, you know, selling herself to all these other people. I said, but take her back and love her. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. You know what I'm saying? That was me while, and, and God is Hosea and he's waiting for us, right? And we out here doing all this, you know, dirt, worshiping idols. Mm, come on. And I, so I would have to say Hosea's wife because, you know, or, or how about how about this? Solomon, mm-hmm. David, and Samson, mm-hmm. strongest, the wisest, the man after God's own heart. They all, they all fell behind their weakness behind women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they all had like a a, a, a lack of discipline. Uh, so probably them. Shoot, I, I mean, he's like it's so many. Everybody, everybody but Jesus. <laughs> wow. That's 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 heavy on a few reasons. Like I'm like, we could put a pen right there and just, you know, talk about that. Um, I like what you're saying because 
as you were sharing those different instances of individuals from Paul, Peter, to um, Hosea's wife, Gomer, to Solomon, David, and Samson, yes, all of those are, but everything that's that's connected to that is humanity. You know, these are just human people dealing with good old human issues like you and I do on a daily. And anyone else who's watching, like, we're not exempt. So the issues that were plaguing folks in the Old Testament and New Testament are the same issues that are plaguing us. We just have social media, camera phones, technology, and all this other stuff that they didn't have at the time. I mean, I think the biggest advancement of technology they had was like carrier pigeons and like, um, you know, writing scrolls and shipping them and waiting for them to be read. But, you know, for us, everything is right now in its present. But you hit on so many healthy things when you mention how God is faithful, you know, how he, he sees us in our mess, in our filth, but yet he chases after us, yet he loves us and he keeps keeping us. You know, there's, you know, because when you brought up Gomer, I'm like, yeah, she had a few kids with random dudes that she was out there in these streets with, you know, and yet Hosea loved his wife unconditionally. And the, and the, the metaphor that God was painting and yet paints for us to see, you know, as we, his people have went a whoring after other gods, I yet love you. I'm yet faithful. I'm yet good to you. I just want you to return, return home, you know? And so it's, you know, if the Lord was singing a song, it'd be like, love should have brought you home last night. <laughs> nasty, nasty, we nasty. So look, that, look, Hosea's what taught me Jesus got feelings, man. Like God got feelings. He um, does. You know what else? You know what else? Um, you know, as I forgot, the whole children of Israel, like, yeah. but not not all, but the specific children of Israel who came out of Egypt, right? Or, you know, as Kemet. So when they came up out of there, I used to trip. I because because when I was I was in my six year hiatus, I was uh I was reading about them, and I was like, man, they they uh they keep they keep they just walk through the ocean. They walk through like the Red Sea. They walk yeah. through. How can you walk through all of that and then start complaining about quail? You know what I'm saying? Complain about food or these honey buns he got on the ground. Like, how are you going to complain about water and honey buns and, 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 and quail wings? How are you going to complain of, like after you just walk through the whole whole thing, right? Yeah. And, and and then I realized that, damn, dang, that's me, right? Mm -hmm. That's me. So he, he opened up. I told you about a couple of them, but he opened up a giant, he opened up a giant ocean in front of me, right? And I, I walked through. And when I got to grad school, I'm still stressing about grad school, right? Mm -hmm. Not realizing, like, you didn't already got me through that yeah. real life. You got me through real, and I'm in grad school with a bunch of people trying to sound smart in front of the professor. So then he got me through that. And then I'm trying to, you know, get jobs and, and, and mm -hmm. tenure and all these other things. And it's just so crazy how quickly we forget. Yes. Like, did you like, you know what they said? They was like, did he bring us out here so we could starve? Yeah, so we like, could. They definitely. had a lot of nerve, and I feel like I feel like I'm like that too. Just yeah. I don't say those things, but I feel those things, right? When I right. when I choose not to have faith, when I choose when I choose to embrace anxiety, Ooh, I feel come like on. I'm like them, right? I feel like I'm like them when they're like, but. They just completely forget a giant miracle that just happened. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I just crazy to me that that I can be like that. Yeah. Um, again, you you said something that that I'm weighing on. When I choose to not um, embrace faith, but yet embrace anxiety. You know, um, when I don't choose faith, like that's. It's literally saying, I'm choosing not to believe God for this. That is really heavy, AK, really heavy. Because as I, you know, I have, you know, I do the show, I do the conferences, I do different speaking and teaching and stuff, but I'm always acknowledging like, hey, sometimes I'll be set tripping. Like I, I think wrong, like I'll go to a negative space and I have to, you know, challenge my thoughts. But like you said, 
they went through the sea on dry land. They escaped all of the plagues of Egypt. Pharaoh got drowned in that big old Red Sea after the last Israelite cross. What you, what you mad for, right? And then it's also, do you think that God can't do what it is that you need him to do? And I say that even for myself, like I have things that are on my plate and I'm wondering like, you know, you start biting your nails, right? Trying to figure out, pondering like, well, what should I do? What? But then you got to remember, is there anything too hard for God? And like you said earlier, you have to replay in your mind what he has already done for you. And when you said, how can we forget? That's why we sing the song, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Like the song, the song goes, you know, it's a clap, it's a feel good song, right? But when we really break it down, we have to remind ourselves, Camille, I'll never forget what God has done for me. You know, you know, you, you have to really talk to yourself and make sure you, you know, count and re recount and recite what he has done for you so we don't follow in that place. It, it's almost like they was kept. They was being kept. Oh, okay, we're yeah. kept. We're being kept. And the fact that we're kept gives us <laughs> gives us the time to start stressing and doubting. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, what do we do in the time of being kept? Because maybe being kept don't look like it don't look like what we think it should look like. Right. Okay. Sometimes his ways ain't our ways, right? Picture this. Right. He told Mary, he said, Mary, you about to be blessed among all women, right? You're gonna be a you're gonna be that one. Ten months later, what? She about to get stoned for having a baby before she got with her husband, right? Like that, and it's a close-knit society, and she's mm -hmm. definitely labeled like like it was before Hot Girl Summer. So she was not getting a celebrated for her for her popping up pregnant, right? Uh and so it's just crazy. Like that's that's how God decided to make her blessed out of all women. Yeah. So that just shows me that I have no idea how he's going to do it. And so Come on, AK. Us, yeah, I'm trying to tell you, though he's keeping us, mm -hmm. it might not feel like it. It might not look like it. Right. In retrospect, I can tell my story. But I tell you, there's a whole bunch of protest naps and stress and anxiety all throughout that. And I'm looking back like, oh, yeah, I did that. I did that. Nah, like he for sure kept me, even mm -hmm. though I was complaining and carrying on along the way. Yeah. Through all of our murmuring, murmuring, mumbles, and grumbles, he still keeps us. But I love what you just said. You know, the way he keeps us, it, it don't look how we think. Because when we think of a person being kept, like a kept man or a kept woman, that they got everything that they ever want. They don't have to leave the house for nothing. They got, you know, Mr. Belvedere bringing them stuff or, you know, Amazon just lives at the front door of their house. And we have to remember being kept by God, who is infinite, who knows the ending from the beginning, it's going to look different. <laughs> it's going to look different, and we just have to trust him completely. That's good. Let's see. Uh, Carlene says, I'm trying to do that daily. Sometimes our battles are big, and we need to keep our faith bigger. I'm struggling with that big time right now. Mustard seeds are so small. Yes. Absolutely. Um, you're not alone, Carlene, at all. Um, I think that when it comes down to us struggling um, with our faith and believing, we have to, uh, as um, Dr. Sterling said, choose to believe God. Make that choice. You know, when the enemy comes up and the scripture says over in Psalms, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will lift a standard against him. We have to read our word. We have to spend time with God um, in relationship, not in a form of religiosity, but spend time with the Lord and let him encourage us and let him remind us, look what I've done. Um, AK, I was, um, we were in prayer a couple mornings ago and I was thinking of, or even I think might have been Bible study, I was saying that the Bible is really like God's resume. Like, if you wonder if he can do it, check his check his references. <laughs> check his references. Yeah. Like his resume's thorough. Like he ain't lost in that one. He ain't he ain't never been defeated. You know. 
But let, me, let me let me let me tell you what I just realized about faith, and I had a recent current. So I'm still in this. There's no thing of faith that I'm trying to see about, right? A little current thing of faith, and I realized two things. One was that you know faith when it talks about the the armor of God is the shield, right? right? And I think that so shield from what though? And I think that like the sister said in the comment, a lot of times we feel like we don't have enough. Right, and I think the reason why we think we don't have enough is because we don't have enough. No, is because right, we have thoughts of doubt. So every time we have a thought of doubt, right, a, a thought of doubt crosses our mind, we think, "Oh man, I don't have enough faith." Mm -hmm. Especially, especially if we hold on to it, right. So if we hold on to that thought of doubt, and we're really just fixating on it, we're gonna feel like, "Dang, I don't have faith." Instead, what if? When it says the shield of faith, that's mm -hmm. that's the armor. It's the shield of faith. You did. Mm -hmm. When those thoughts come, you do it like this, like Captain America or Black Panther. You do it like this, and let that let that just because yeah. the thought is coming, just because it come real quick, bounce it off in yeah. your mind. Be like, nope, boom, faith. Yeah. Instead of because we back to deficit, right? I think as Christians, we we like to feel like, especially with faith, that we don't have enough. Mm -hmm. It's, right. Exactly. Doubt is from Satan. So when it comes, when them doubt, when that doubt comes, block it. Be like, no. And then, so what I would have is like a list of verses that I was standing on, and I would immediately bring those to my mind to be like, nope. And then I wouldn't fixate on that thought. I'm like, well, what if this happens? Ding. Right. Now he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Come on, right? girls, six. Let's go. Yes. So, so I would have you know seek first the kingdom. And yeah. all these things will be added unto you, right? So every time I'm like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? Ding. And so my faith is bringing up his resume, right? My faith is bringing up the sword of the word, right? Sword mm -hmm. of the spirit. But, that, but that's the thing, right? It's faith. Also this part. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's right. So if you reverse engineer that, how do you please God? Mm. What's another word for please? What if faith is one of god's love languages right okay. so okay. so when there's an opportunity to have faith like what do you get somebody who has everything like what does stedman get oprah i don't know i don't foot massage i don't know but here's the thing here's the thing we know that our god who made the universe mm -hmm. loves when we're nice to each other but he loves and what makes him happy what pleases him mm -hmm. like have you ever been pleased like please like my kids get some yogurt, they are pleased to get some frozen yogurt. So he's pleased when we have faith. So when we're in an uncomfortable situation, where we're trying to have faith, where we're trying to trust what he said he's going to do, he's going to do it. That's an opportunity to make him feel good. Like, you just made God feel good today. Like, yeah. because you choose, you chose not to have anxiety, which hurts our bodies. Yeah. You chose to have faith, which makes the God of the universe happy. Look what yeah. you, you're speaking his love language. We're speaking his love language. I think that's dope. That's good. Listen, listen. This is good. You, Your dad would be proud of you. Okay? He'd be proud of you. Yeah. He'd probably uh, try to baptize me again. <laughs> uh, but I love that when you, when you mentioned about um, pleasing God and, um, you know, fulfilling his love language, if you all are watching in the comments, go ahead and put God, I trust you. That's going to be our pleasing God statement. Whatever that God, I trust you. God, I believe you. God, I'm, I'm standing on faith and your word. Whatever it is, drop that in the comments. If you even if you're watching this as as a replay, do that. Make those confessions. God, I'm going to trust you today. I'm going to trust you more. I'm saying that for myself. God, I trust you as it relates to this conference, as it relates to this this life, the, the relationship as it relates to uh, everything that I put, God, I trust you, you know, and and meaning that, and like I like I, you you painted such a vivid analogy when you mentioned about using the actual shield, like block that, you know, because and I love the fact that you said Captain America or Wakanda or Black Panther because that my imagery is is living, right? It's real, is is real live over there, but how quick how quick that would be, you know, how, how quick the narrative can change. And then you tied it with that's, 
the God of the universe, it says, see, yeah, they get it. They get me. They understand me. You know what I mean? And like, oh my God, in any relationship, we want to be understood. We want to be loved. We want to be appreciated. We want the affirmations. We want all these things, you know, as humans, what more for the God who made us in his image anyway? Right. Because what is it? It's uncomfortable, right? We're uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to not know the uncertainty, right? It's uncomfortable. (laughs) But what kind of wild declarations do we make to people we know? Mm -hmm. I would die for you. I would do this for you. I'll do time for you. You know, I'll fight this. I I would do all these things. I'll cook for you. I would clean for you. Like all the things we'll do for people, but we just can't be uncomfortable with not knowing. Like just for a minute, just because we know the guy who knows what's around the corner, just trust, if we could just trust him. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah. That's, that's, That's heavy. You know, my mom, she... I always call it her sleepy time scripture, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all our heart, with all thine heart, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, knowing he will direct your path. So like I was just sharing with um, Kedrick this, tonight, um, him and I were talking and I was saying to him, you know, I have to remind myself of Romans 8, 28 often, you know, for we know pause, you're an English teacher, you're an English professor, you you know how important it is where those commas are placed, you know, for we know having that confidence, that assurance that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So like you mentioned, we can't let our discomfort, our, our uncomfortability because we don't see everything, you know, it's not happening on our timetable. We didn't get that position. We didn't get that promotion. We didn't get that house. We didn't get this. We didn't get that or whatever it might be. We can't allow that temporary moment to impact our greater future. You know, you said, and, it with timing. You said with timing, if I'm out here behoving like Hosea's wife, you know what I'm saying? With these idols mm-hmm. and he waited for me, I can't mm-hmm. wait for him. I can't wait for God. Yes. Yeah. Tra- I hear Travis Green singing. He waited. He waited for me patiently. He waited. I mean, yeah. I mean, I hope who it, whoever is watching, whether in replay or in real time, I hope and I pray that your heart has been pricked and touched by not only the educational transformation that Dr. Alexander Sterling has shared with us on tonight. Not just that. I mean, going from being um, systemically uh, uh, marginalized and being placed in special ed and to to make yourself think that maybe you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You know, you'll just be in that, um, what is that, prison pipeline type thing. You know, just be another cog in the wheel but God had a better plan for your life. And like you said, all through life, you knew that he was there, you know, and as you grew and matured, you developed your own relationship with God. And then to see from hiatus to now PhD, 40 years old, beautiful family, beautiful home. And God still is saying, you ain't seen nothing yet, bro. I still got more for you like that. That's encouraging. And I, and I hope all of us look, take a pause and look over our life and see how far God has brought us. And, and when we feel doubtful, like you said, throw up that shield of faith. When we feel like, I don't know if he'll do that. Check his resume, open up that, open up those 66 love letters and read what he says and what he will do. This is good. You have helped me on tonight. Praise yes. Praise that you overcome by the word, the blood of the lamb, the word of your testimony. That's right. That's right. And we need that because you you said some things that challenged me. I mean, challenged me to the very core because, you know, again, we can hear something all day long, but, but God knows when it's going to take root. 
that's why I love the passage of scripture where it says one plants, one water, but it's God who gives the increase. So everything that you said, I'm sure preachers and grandmamas and aunties and uncles and different folks have been saying, people on Instagram, motivational folks have said all this before, but it's something when you hear it at the right time, at the right place, when your heart is ready to receive, it makes a difference. And so as I'm preparing for this women's conference and I'm preparing to go back to school to finish up to, you know, begin and hopefully conclude my journey to get my doctorates in organizational right. leadership, leadership, you know, because listen, all y'all got look, look, I, look, this is this, this is how sharp of a knife I, I am, right? <laughs> so I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer. And if they mess around and let me get a PhD, come on now. You better claim that. You better name it and claim it. Yes, yes. I, I have, you know, you know, changed my username for a few things, passwords to a few things to express that goal. But you know, again, you know, the 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 waves of life, they come they come thrashing, they come crashing. And but again, we still gotta know who God is. And that he is not like you said in Hebrews 11 and 6, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently, consistently, in 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 great, what's the word, um, amb ambition and excitement, seek look, for him. Look, for look, you can't see it, but look. Did you do this on a field? To remind myself, I got in Hebrew way. Let me do it like this. No, like this. This? No, like this. You gotta put the light on. Can you see it? Wait. Yeah, I see markings. You see that right there? Okay. You see this? Uh-huh. Okay. So that's uh those are those are the names of God hmm. in Hebrew, right? So okay. it's like my kids are learning to identify the Hebrew words. So the first one is God, Abba Father, uh not Abba Father, my provider, right? Uh, my healer. Right, sure. God is my peace, and so sure. remembering who He is with the names, I put, I had to put it on my wall. Just, just every time I walk by, every time I'm in the living room, I see who who God is, who He says He is. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's very good, very good. And I and I wholeheartedly agree with that. In fact, I shared with a women's fellowship um, the other night. You know, that was our assignment for the week you know, find, find the name of God, study it and, and, and feast on it. Where do you see in scripture where he announces himself as this? What was the condition? What was the, the context, um, and the, uh, the story related to it and then pray and see how he comes alive. He shows himself alive and strong in your life in that manner. You know, um, you know, we sing the song Waymaker, promise keeper, light and darkness, that's who he is. But do have we've experienced him to be a way maker? Some people might not have experienced him to be a way maker just yet. Maybe they haven't experienced him to be a promise keeper. They're waiting on things to happen and they, they don't know if it's, you know, but God is faithful. And at the right time, according to his will and his way, he reveals and it's amazing. Um, Carly and I totally agree. You know, we have we need godly people to to rescue and assist our students for sure. Um, our system is broken. Our this world is broken. This world is flawed. But we serve an amazing God who has never lost a case, who has never lost a battle, who is faithful to perform and keep His promises. And so, um, listen. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Let me let me give you your flowers because at our school. You you keep God, you keep God in the forefront. Every meeting, and every event, you keep with the prayers, with with the way you announce Him unapologetically. You you keep God all over the place. Let me just give you your flowers on that one. Thank you, brother. I listen because I'm I'm gonna be me, right? And I and I know that um, God has placed me there, and I, I was feeling away being there, you know, from a financial place to like the the issues that we have at our college, um, the the systemic stuff that have like, why am I here? 
And a couple of weeks ago, I heard T.D. Jakes just quote the scripture over in Proverbs, despise not the days of small beginnings. And he was saying that sometimes you're praying and you want God to give you a tree, but he's giving you a seed. And I was like, ooh, that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and so now I'm, I'm, I'm basking. I mean, I met you, Asia, Darnell, Heather, Joyce, Vaughn. Um, you know, I got Roger to call me the voice of MSJC now. You know, it's just, you know, God has blessed me to be in different venues, you know, and hey, to God be the glory, right? And so, um, Kendrick, I, you know, honey, I totally agree. It doesn't matter how you start, it's just how you finish and the impact you leave because at the end of the day, we got to leave here. We got to go. You know, and what we do for Christ is going to last. So, yes, brother, I try my best unapologetically. Just I'm just going to be me. And that's the thing. I feel like I'm able to do that at MSJC. You know, I worked in corporate for so long where you had to like kind of do like the Christian check in, you know, like say like a little church cliche to see if anybody pops back. And you're like, oh, OK, cool. You know, you love God. That's cool. But in, in public sector with education, it seems like everybody has a voice to be themselves. So I, I'm in a place where if I continue to dim my candle and not let my light shine, then that's that's saying that's showing God that's that's not demonstrating a healthy relationship and doing his love language like he wants me to, right? I'm not pleasing him in doing that. I have to please him in everything that I do, you know, as much you as you don't I know can. who's going through it. You don't know who's going through it either. Like they 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 you know, it's a cold world without Jesus, you know. So you gotta imagine who these what the, what they're going through, and they see somebody like you that got the spirit, their energy is always good. You might be able to you might have exactly what they need and, and they're afraid to ask for, you know. Uh and, and you're not like you're unapologetic, but you ain't obnoxious, right? And mm -hmm. so and so just being that person, well, you might you might could change somebody's whole trajectory because you had a good conversation with them, right? And drop the little Jesus off on, on them. Something that we take for granted. Like in the church, we hear the same things. I've been in church for 100 years. And so we hear the same things, right? Almost to our detriment where we think it's cliche, but it's it's a, it's, it's a promise. Yeah. But like they might not hear that stuff all, all the time. So, so, you know, just keep keep letting your light shine, sis. Thank you, bro. Sure. I appreciate you. Listen, where can they find you? Where can they learn more about you? How can they, you know, say for us, they just want, you know, to like have you as a mentor. Where can folks go? So, so, uh, so, I, uh, I mean, you got my information, right? Look, that I just showed you my, my QR code. I don't know how this app thing works, but uh, I got this. Let me see. Look, I got this new, look, look what I got. Hold on. Can you see it? You can't see it. I can't. Oh, look, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Look. No, what's yeah. interesting is if you scan that, it takes you right to all my information, my email, my phone number, my my dissertation, my YouTube, everything. It's all on there. I don't know how to give it to you. I might text it to you. I don't know. So, uh, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll upload it in the comments on Facebook. And on YouTube, I'll I'll try to upload the, the little QR, yeah, the yeah. QR code. Yeah. Well, my email. I guess I don't know. I don't know who's all on Facebook. But look, it don't matter. Here go my email. Put the email in there. You got my email. Hey, I'm about to put the get. Let me let me get my let me get my little thing. Up. And I got a lady, so keep it keep it keep it <laughs> keep it appropriate. Keep it, keep it G. Okay, let me do this. Contact Doctor Alexander early. All right, what's your email, sir? That's a Sterling mm -hmm. at Yahoo. No, it's a Sterling at msjc.edu. Okay, but look, I but do the uh, <clears throat> do that link, do the link to the uh, I'm about to text you a link and put this link in there. Are you gonna put it in the private chat or yeah, YouTube? I don't know how to do that. I'm on the phone. On the phone, I'm gonna text it to you. Okay. Is that gonna work? Look. So there. what they can do if they Google your if they YouTube on YouTube if they type in Alexander Sterling, your yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, put it, type in. Yeah, but just put the link in. Put the link. It's uh, Dr. A.K. Sterling. I got a playlist on there with a bunch of cool stuff. Okay. So that's what I just hit you with the link. If You could put that in the comments, right? I'm, I'm going to try to get to it because I'm actually on my computer. Okay. You said to the you phone. You don't have Apple? You don't have Apple? You don't get your text on the... No. Oh, uh, no. poor thing. We'll pray for you. Don't do not do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You, you were doing... Yeah, but you can put... You can put, uh, you can put Alexander... What is it? Yeah. This is uh, Dr. A.K. Sterling on YouTube. Yes. Okay. It's a black history... It's a black, it's a black history month... Uh, playlist yes. with a bunch of good stuff. Yes, I see it. And matter of fact, it ain't just it ain't just for February. Let's see, injustice. Oh, you put that in a little thing down there. Good job. I'm actually going to put this whole link here because I'm pretty committed to it. Let's go ahead and do this. I'm gonna put it. It, I'm gonna put it in the actual chat. Let's see. Let me do yeah, that. it's got some of my poems on there. It's got some panels. So I did a so I did a poem uh, critiquing Black History Month because we always talk about the same five people um, and all the suffering or either like super, you know, no, not that one, not the poet X, not that one. No, mm -hmm. no, nah, nah, not that one. Because there's okay. different ones. No, nah, no, nah, it's um, it's Dr. A.K. Sterling. Yeah, I, I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'm looking at you now. Well, here's the thing: we don't have. I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll come back and I'll put it on okay. the YouTube and Facebook, but because um, I don't want to take up all of our time, we gotta make sure our guests, um, and I don't want to take up all of your time as well. Um, but I do want to say thank you so much for tuning in um, and being a part of the show tonight. You definitely share nuggets. Um, insight and helped us, um, all of us who are watching and listening to know that not only has God kept you, but he's also keeping us too. And despite the discomfort of what it might look like, God is still good. He is still awesome. And he knows exactly what we need just when we need it. And so um, as Kedrick is being petty in the chat, um, we're not going to pay no attention to that. He's an Android user. He'll never understand what life is like being dope with an Apple device. So we're not going to pay attention to that. But um, AK, listen, appreciate you, man. Um, yes, if anyone is currently in school or desiring to go back to school, he teaches at RCC, UCR, and Mount San Jacinto College. In we're not, not UCR anymore. You're not at UCR? Okay. RCC. Uh, yeah. RCC it is Moreno, Va Moreno Valley, Moreno Valley College. Okay, Moreno Valley College and Mount San Jacinto College. Please enroll, take a class. You will not, you will not be disappointed by any measure. He's an awesome professor. So thank you all for tuning on in tonight. I have to say, stepping out on faith, believing God for all things. If you want to be a part of the Be Hill Web Show. Feel free to email at behealedwebshow at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Be, hear from you because again, everybody has a story. Everybody has something to share. It is worth it. And we want to hear from you. Thank you all for tuning in. But most importantly, ladies, 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 the Be Heal Women's Conference is happening August 18th through the 20th. Now, again, you can check out on the 21st, but we're going to be Thursday through Saturday. Okay. And you can leave out on Sunday but the booking link is live. You don't get the booking link until you register. So go to behillconference.com, register, pay you the registration fee, get that booking link and reserve your spot. It's going to be an amazing time. And I believe God is going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think, because that's what his word says. And his resume don't lie. That's what my brother reminded us tonight. And that's what we got to hold on to. So Vanita, so good to see you on tonight. May God bless you. May God keep you. AK, love you, man. Tell the kids I said hi. Tell them Auntie Mill said hey. And we will talk to you all next time. If it be the Lord's will, we'll be back together next Tuesday. Same time, same channel, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with another amazing guest. You all be blessed. Take care.
Thank you.